Welcome to Bible News Press. Our goal is to discuss biblical faith beyond cliches and buzzwords, whether such words are religious or political. Sometimes we sit around the table and fellowship. Sometimes we do a little time travel. It is all part of our journey with our Abba Father, who has given us the key to life. We do it with Jesus, and we do it together. Welcome. Hello, I'm Laura. I will be reading 1 Samuel chapter 17 from the World English Bible. Now the Philistines gathered together their armies to battle, and they were gathered together at Succah, which belongs to Judah, and encamped between Succah and Azekah in Ephes Damim. Saul and the men of Israel were gathered together and encamped in the valley of Elah, and set the battle in array against the Philistines. The Philistines stood on the mountain on the one side, and Israel stood on the mountain on the other side, and there was a valley between them. A champion out of the camp of the Philistines named Goliath of Gath, whose height was six cubits and a span, went out. He had a helmet of bronze on his head, and he wore a coat of mail, and the weight of the coat was five thousand shekels of bronze. He had bronze shin armor on his legs and a bronze javelin between his shoulders. The staff of his spear was like a weaver's beam, and his spear's head weighed six hundred shekels of iron. His shield-bearer went before him. He stood and cried to the armies of Israel and said to them, Why have you come out to set your battle in array? Am I not a Philistine and you servants to Saul? Choose a man for yourselves and let him come down to me. If he is able to fight with me and kill me, then we will be your servants. But if I prevail against him and kill him, then you will be our servants and serve us. The Philistine said, I defy the armies of Israel today. Give me a man that we may fight together. When Saul and all Israel heard those words of the Philistine, they were dismayed and greatly afraid. Now David was the son of that Ephrathite of Bethlehem, Judah, whose name was Jesse, and he had eight sons. The man was an elderly old man in the days of Saul. The three oldest sons of Jesse had gone after Saul to the battle, and the names of his three sons who went to the battle were Eliab the firstborn, and next to him Abinadab, and the third Shammah. David was the youngest, and the three oldest followed Saul. Now David went back and forth from Saul to feed his father's sheep at Bethlehem. The Philistine came near morning and evening and presented himself forty days. Jesse said to David his son, Now take for your brothers an ephah of this parched grain and these ten loaves, and carry them quickly to the camp to your brothers, and bring these ten cheeses to the captain of their thousand, and see how your brothers are doing, and bring back news. Now Saul and they and all the men of Israel were in the valley of Elah fighting with the Philistines. David rose up early in the morning and left the sheep with a keeper, and took and went, as Jesse had commanded him. He came to the place of the wagons, as the army which was going out to fight shouted for the battle. Israel and the Philistines put the battle in array, army against army. David left his baggage in the hand of the keeper of the baggage and ran to the army and came and greeted his brothers. As he talked with them, 
Behold, the champion, the Philistine of Gath, Goliath by name, came up out of the ranks of the Philistines and said the same words, and David heard them. All the men of Israel, when they saw the man, fled from him and were terrified. The men of Israel said, Have you seen this man who has come up? He has surely come up to defy Israel. The king will give great riches to the man who kills him and will give him his daughter and make his father's house free in Israel. David spoke to the men who stood by him, saying, What shall be done to the man who kills this Philistine and takes away the reproach from Israel? For who is this uncircumcised Philistine that he should defy the armies of the living God? The people answered him in this way, saying, So shall it be done to the man who kills him. Eliab, his oldest brother, heard when he spoke to the men, and Eliab's anger burned against David, and he said, Why have you come down? With whom have you left those few sheep in the wilderness? I know your pride and the naughtiness of your heart, for you have come down that you might see the battle. David said, What have I now done? Is there not a cause? He turned away from him toward another and spoke like that again, and the people answered him again the same way. When the words were heard which David spoke, they rehearsed them before Saul, and he sent for him. David said to Saul, Let no man's heart fail because of him. Your servant will go and fight with this Philistine. Saul said to David, You are not able to go against this Philistine to fight with him, for you are but a youth, and he a man of war from his youth. David said to Saul, Your servant was keeping his father's sheep, and when a lion or a bear came and took a lamb out of the flock, I went out after him and struck him and rescued it out of his mouth. When he arose against me, I caught him by his beard and struck him and killed him. Your servant struck both the lion and the bear. This uncircumcised Philistine shall be as one of them, since he has defied the armies of the living God. David said, Yahweh who delivered me out of the paw of the lion and out of the paw of the bear, he will deliver me out of the hand of this Philistine. Saul said to David, Go, Yahweh will be with you. Saul dressed David with his clothing. He put a helmet of bronze on his head, and he clad him with a coat of mail. David strapped his sword on his clothing, and he tried to move, for he had not tested it. David said to Saul, I can't go with these, for I have not tested them. Then David took them off. He took his staff in his hand and chose for himself five smooth stones out of the brook and put them in the pouch of his shepherd's bag, which he had. His sling was in his hand, and he came near to the Philistine. The Philistine walked and came near to David, and the man who bore the shield went before him. When the Philistine looked around and saw David, he disdained him, for he was but a youth and ruddy and had a good-looking face. The Philistine said to David, Am I a dog that you come to me with sticks? The Philistine cursed David by his gods. The Philistine said to David, Come to me, and I will give your flesh to the birds of the sky and to the animals of the field. Then David said to the Philistine, You come to me with a sword, with a spear, and with a javelin. But I come to you in the name of Yahweh of armies, the God of the armies of Israel, whom you have defied. Today Yahweh will deliver you into my hand. I will strike you and take your head from off you. 
I will give the dead bodies of the army of the Philistines today to the birds of the sky and to the wild animals of the earth, that all the earth may know that there is a God in Israel, and that all this assembly may know that Yahweh doesn't save with sword and spear, for the battle is Yahweh's, and he will give you into our hand. When the Philistine arose and walked and came near to meet David, David hurried and ran toward the army to meet the Philistine. David put his hand in his bag, took a stone, and slung it, and struck the Philistine in his forehead. The stone sank into his forehead, and he fell on his face to the earth. So David prevailed over the Philistine with a sling and with a stone, and struck the Philistine and killed him. But there was no sword in the hand of David. Then David ran, stood over the Philistine, took his sword, drew it out of its sheath, killed him, and cut off his head with it. When the Philistines saw that their champion was dead, they fled. The men of Israel and of Judah arose and shouted and pursued the Philistines as far as Gai and to the gates of Ekron. The wounded of the Philistines fell down by the way of Shearaim, even to Gath and to Ekron. The children of Israel returned from chasing after the Philistines, and they plundered their camp. David took the head of the Philistine and brought it to Jerusalem, but he put his armor in his tent. When Saul saw David go out against the Philistine, he said to Abner, the captain of the army, Abner, whose son is this youth? Abner said, As your soul lives, O king, I can't tell. The king said, Inquire whose son the young man is. As David returned from the slaughter of the Philistine, Abner took him and brought him before Saul with the head of the Philistine in his hand. Saul said to him, Whose son are you, you young man? David answered, I am the son of your servant Jesse, the Bethlehemite. Okay, that's the end of chapter 17. Let's talk about four things. Is this chapter consecutive to chapter 16? How old is David? How heavy was Goliath's armor and weaponry in contemporary terms? And why did Saul ask who David's father was? The question of chapter 17 being consecutive to chapter 16 has some bearing on how old David is, so it's a good place to start with the discussion. You may recall that the last couple of chapters of Judges were not consecutive to earlier chapters. That is because the presentation of the main and first part of Judges, which the bulk of the book, was telling about all of the Judges in sequence. But the last couple of chapters were other stories that were within the overall time period, but weren't about the Judges. But their, their, the way they fit was made clear for at least one of them by mentioning who was priest at the time. And there are other places in the Bible where a summary introduction includes a longer time span, then the details are filled in after that with other parts of the narrative. And there's even an example of that in 1 Samuel chapter 13, verse 1, where it talks about how old Saul was when he became king, and then how long his whole reign was, and then it starts going into more details of what he did. And another example is comparing Genesis chapter 1, verses 16 through 31, where it mentions um, man being made there, but then when you get to Genesis chapter 2, it gives more details about how the woman was made as part of that process. It seems like chapters 16 and 17 in 1 Samuel are consecutive. First, in verse 15, it mentions that David went back and forth 
from Saul, which takes you back, refers to chapter 16, verses 17 through 23. And number two, both narrative sections are full of specific details that seem to give an overall flow of David's life. There's nothing in any of them that seems to be a more concise uh, summary of the rest of it. So then what does it mean in verse 33 of chapter 17, where Saul, and then in verse 42, where Goliath, say that David is a youth? This seems to be simply a comparative description of age, and I'll explain why I think so, even apart from him being described as a man in chapter 16. First of all, David grabbed a lion by his beard. I don't care how brave a young boy is, he will not have the strength to do that, and there is no indication that David was blessed with superhuman Samson-esque strength. When God used David throughout the Bible, he used him as a brave but ordinary man. Number two, none of the other men in the army chided David as a boy out of place in the army. Even his brother's only accusation was David's pride in his brother's point of view. And all of this was acting like David might be legitimately able to do something and have a reason to be proud. Third, Saul offered David his armor. David's only reason for not using it was that he wasn't used to it. Saul was a large, tall man, so there should have been some mention that it didn't fit. Besides, it would have been ridiculous for Saul to offer his armor to David if it didn't come at least close to fitting. Four, Goliath notices the relative youthfulness of David and is emphasizing it to intimidate David. Battle taunts should be taken with a grain of salt. Five, David picked up Goliath's sword and used it effectively. He used it once to kill him the rest of the way. It kind of indicates that the stone in his head maybe just put him in a coma. And then he used it to chop off his head. Now, using a knife or something to just cut through flesh, that's one thing. But to cut through bones, like through the neck, that's going to take some strength as well, besides just picking up the sword. This particular point was brought to my attention when I was looking on the Answers in Genesis website about the translation of the word for youth, and I'll put a link to that article. Six, along the same lines, David had already been employed as Saul's armor bearer. Even Saul's armor was probably heavy, and this would require strength. Number seven, the same word for youth that is used to describe David is also used to describe Absalom when he is old enough to lead a rebellion against his father. We'll get to that story in 2 Samuel around chapter 18, but from the whole timeline of things, it doesn't seem like Absalom is a teenager at all. So then if the two chapters are consecutive, why did Saul ask who David's father was? Well, It's not hard to imagine that among all of Saul's many servants and soldiers that he had forgotten at least some of the details about David, if not his name outright. Saul was very much about his own reputation and comfort. A musician could easily have slipped his mind, and even an armor bearer. If you have seen much with people in power, they tend to forget who their servants are. Their servants just become useful tools to them. It's even possible that the letter mentioned in chapter 6 that talks about asking, which it really meant drafting, uh, David for Saul's service was written by somebody else. Saul probably had people for those things. 
Now it does say in chapter 16, verse 21, it says, he loved him greatly. I looked back at that and it's not completely clear to me who loved who greatly. It seems to imply in the flow of things that it's Saul, but still Saul is the king and his love was probably selfish and he's not invested in knowing and remembering other people, though he will remember David later. Then regarding Goliath's weapons and armor, um, when you go to everyday measurements, there seems to be a consensus that Goliath was probably nine foot nine inches tall or so. And that doesn't just mean tall and skinny. That means that you have to proportionally broaden him out. That makes him quite large. Um, His coat of mail was probably around 110 to 125 pounds. So the weight of a small to medium adult. The spearhead alone, not counting the shaft that it was on, would have been 13 to 15 pounds, and that doesn't count like his shin guards or his helmet that he was carrying around. So David was carrying these around afterward. Conceivably, he could have had help, but even the idea of him wielding the sword is impressive. It has always been my impression that a battle sword should be an optimum blend of sharp maneuverability and the added advantage of how much weight you could have with it, as much weight as you could have with it without making it too heavy for you to use. So a larger man would want the advantage of a heavier sword because it would make him more formidable. And since the passage goes out of its way to talk about how much other things weighed, it's not a leap to think that his sword was heavy as well. That's all for today. Thanks for listening. That is the Bible News Press segment for today but not the end of our journey.